Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. We are here on Inspired Choices Network, and today we are talking about the difference between motivation and inspiration and why it is important to light your own fire. So motivation versus inspiration. And on this day today, it's even more important that we're talking about motivation versus inspiration because here today it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day and we are celebrating a man who was inspiring. He was also motivating, but more than that, he was inspiring. And so let's start out this conversation by understanding the distinction between motivation and inspiration. So what is motivation? Think about that. How many times are you motivated? What does that mean? Motivation is when someone or something gets you going. It's when that cattle prod cokes you in the butt and says, let's go. So something outside of you is moving you or triggering you into action. That is motivation. It's something outside of you versus inspiration is something that is inside of you that is a fire that you cannot calm down. When someone evokes that, when something evokes that, that fire inside you builds up and spills out of you, you are inspired into motion. When you are inspired, it means that you continue to go forward. You do not need the kick in the pants every few minutes. You do not need the cattle prod in your rear end to get moving because you are inspired. So think about speakers, for example. You'll see some that call themselves motivational speakers, and you'll see some that call themselves inspirational speakers. Me, I desire to be an inspirational speaker. I do not desire to be a motivational speaker. I do not want to be the cattle prod that gets to keep poking you to get you into action. I do not want to have a cattle prod poking me to get into action, which means that I get to be inspired. I get to know what I stand for. I get to be lit up. And when I'm lit up, I am inspired. I am inspired. And so then I continue to move forward. Okay, so motivation, something outside of me, is what keeps me going. Motivation is something that we constantly renew. Inspiration is something inside of me that just lights me up. So how do we get inspired? How do we get inspired? Well, first, we got to know what inspires us, what it is that truly we connect with, what our passion is. And so on this day where we honor Martin Luther King Jr. and all that he created, I spent a lot of time really studying his words. And so he wrote a lot of speeches. He gave a lot of speeches. He gave one from jails. He, he gave them in, in DC. He gave them in Birmingham. He, you know, the whole movie Selma talks about uh, the, the, the experiences that happened there. There are so many documentaries and books and, and you just Google it and you can see all of his speeches. But the one, the one that he is most famous for, the one that really touches my heart is the one that he gave his, his I have a dream speech. And when I look at it and I study the speech and I've got it in front of me because guys, there are so many powerful words in here. He sets the stage for what it's like. He, he paints a picture. He, he, he calls me forward so that I can understand what the vision is that he has. 
He says here, in a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. And those are powerful words. And then he goes on to say, this note was a promise that all men, yes, black men, as well as white men, would be guaranteed the inalienable rights of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So what does he do in this moment? He's painting the picture of what the dream was of those that came before him. And then he goes on to say, it is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. So he's calling forward where the challenge is. He painted the vision and now he's saying, there's a gap, people see the gap. He says, instead of honoring this sacred obligation, American has given the Negro people a bad check. A check which has come back marked insufficient funds. That I can grasp onto. I can see a bouncing check. I can understand this is what his vision was. And here's the gap. Okay, so now I'm sitting here. I'm Maybe I don't even believe in his vision, but I am hooked because now he's he has pointed out this was what it was intended to be. And here's the gap. So now if I am a beautiful and in, in inspirational speaker, now I'm gonna draw you in. And that's exactly what he does. He goes on to say, but we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. But we, believe to believe, we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. And in that moment, he's saying, but wait, there's hope. He says, we refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. So we have come to cash this check a check that will give us upon demands, the riches of freedom and the security of justice. And in this moment, what Martin Luther King Jr. did was he had painted the vision, he showed the gap, and now he's saying, but it's possible. He is opening up the space of possibility. So here he's seen, this is where we were intending to go. This is where we went, here's the gap, and yet it's possible. And he goes on to say, we have also come to this hollowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. He's pointing out that mediocrity is not the answer. He's pointing out that life is now that we don't have a tomorrow unless we use now. He's using the distinction of urgency to say, hello, people. This isn't a problem we can talk about tomorrow or 15 years from now or 30 years from now. We don't have time to sit around and strategize about how it could be. What we're talking about is in this moment, what does it get to look like? And that is the fire of inspiration. So he's using a combination of cattle prod and getting underneath to say, this is really what's happening. And then he goes on to say, now is the time to make the real promises of democracy. And this is the beauty here, people. Like, this is what happens. He painted the picture of what other people had for their visions. He showed us the gap and then he showed us what was possible. And now he's getting his paintbrush out and he's painting what his vision is. So he says, now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. He goes down this path to understand now is the moment he's talking about urgency. He says it would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. He says this sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. So this is a time where he is really painting urgency now is the moment. He says 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content 
We'll have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. Here he is painting. Now is the moment. Now is the moment. He goes on to talk about why it is important. He goes on to say what we can't be satisfied with. So here he is, he picks up another paint color on his paintbrush and he goes at it again. He says, we can never be satisfied as long as our bodies heavy with the fatigue of travel cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. This hits home for me. So here it is 2021 and we're still having this conversation. As you guys know, I've talked about, I homeschool my kids. And for the last month, we have been studying slavery in the Civil War. I watched the movie The Help with my children, my boys, 8, 10, and 12. That's how old they are. And they were shocked, shocked when they saw in the movie when there was a, a stairway upstairs that said colored folks. They didn't understand it. But yet at the time, that was the reality. Martin Luther King Jr. goes on to say, we cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity, dignity by sign stating for white only. So this was so prevalent at the time. And when we think about the difference between motivation and inspiration, I can see how Martin Luther King Jr. has his paintbrush out and he's painting the colors of what is possible. So he started with the vision of the people that set forth before us. He then went into where the gap was. Then he went into what was possible, what he saw possible. And now he's painting the paintbrush of what that is. He goes on to talk about where we can't be satisfied. It goes on. I encourage you to read every single word. And then something happens something happens where he dips his paintbrush in all of the colors. And this is where the vision gets crystal clear. You want to talk about the difference between motivation and inspiration. It's here in this moment. He says, let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friends. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is deeply rooted in the American dream. And so here guys, he's got all the colors. He's painting them all up on this, this big platform so that we can all grasp onto them and see them. And this is the moment where you hear over and over the, I have a dream, dot, dot, dot. This is where when you're looking at your life and what you get to create, you get to fill in the dots, I have a dream. But so this is what it was for this man who stood up and he risked it all and he said, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So here he is painting with his paintbrush, all men are created equal. And then he goes on to say, I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of the former slaves and the sons of former slave owners, will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I can see that. Can you picture the table that they are sitting on, that they are eating together? The sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners. And you guys, that's happening because this movement was strong enough to overcome the barriers that set forth. He says, I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an, an oasis of freedom and justice. So he's being very specific, very specific about what his dream looks like. He's got that brush going. He knows it. He says, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, by the content 
of their character. I can see that, I can feel that, I can breathe that, I can be that because he has picked up the paintbrush and painted it so vividly. He says, I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right down in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers because I have a dream today. This is a man that is passionate about what it looks like for his family and for the world. He's not just standing for his four children, but he's seen it for everyone else. That is the spirit of a generous giver right there. He says, I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plains and crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and the flesh shall see it together. You guys, I could go on and on. It says, this is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out the mountain of a despair, of a stone of hope. This speech goes on for four pages. I've only gotten through a page and a half, and I encourage you to read every word of it because the real value here is where he has painted this vision, where he has grabbed the paintbrush and said, this is what it could be like. And he is inviting us on the journey. He is meeting us where we are and inviting us on the journey. So those words that were spoken in 1963 are just as true today in 2021. They are just as true today in 2021. So think about that. One man, one man decided to stand up. One woman, Rosa Parks, she decided to sit down. And I could go on and on about the people that have made an impact in this world. And so here we are on January 18th of 2021 saying, where do we get to be? How do we be inspiring? And it starts with exactly what Martin Luther King Jr. laid out. Paint the vision of where you want to go. Paint the vision of what's possible. Show where the gap is. See what's possible. Invoke hope. And when you walk, it, walk through all of that, that's when you inspire. That's when you inspire. Motivation is saying, this is not okay. We get to change it. Inspiration is painting the picture of what it could look like. It's showing what you see possible. And it's inviting other people along with you. And when you create that space, you are an inspiration. And you can hear the fire that I have in myself because I am passionate about this topic. And so I have lit my own fire. And when you are authentic and connected with what really matters to you, then you light your own fire. And in doing that, you can light anyone's fire around you. But it starts with being connected to who you are so that you can paint that vision of what's possible. So you can paint the vision. So you can hold the paintbrush. So you can dip it in the paint. And so you can put it on the mural. So everyone can see what's important to you and what the world looks like because you said so because you, my friend, said so, because that's the power that each one of us holds when we choose it. You guys, you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and I'm fired up about how this conversation goes today. Motivation versus inspiration, why it's important to light your own fire. We're going to dig into this even more, and I'm going to share with you what my I Have a Dream version is after this break. So enjoy this short break. I'll talk to you in a few. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. 
you will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And today we've been talking about motivation versus inspiration and why it's important to light your own fire. Why it's important to light your own fire. And one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I get consistently in my life, in my work, is that Kathleen, you go far. There's no question of that. But you don't always bring people with you. You don't always bring people with you. Have you heard that feedback for yourself? So I, I was sharing earlier before we got into the show, I won this uh, award when I was 33. So I'm 38 now. When I was 33, I got the highest award that you can get in the advertising industry. And this was the silver medal. And it is, it is given to someone who embodies a lifetime commitment to an industry. And here I am at 33, where others are just getting to the crux of like moving in their career. And I earned this lifetime achievement award. And I share this with you in the, in the most humble space of, I had this moment of like, crap, where do I go from here? And what, one of my, my dear friends, she just turned, she's turned 50 today. And last night I stayed up until midnight. Luckily she's on East coast and I'm central. It made it a lot easier on me, <laughs> but I stayed up and we had a countdown. It started about eight o'clock last night. And so for four hours, well, three hours her time, we counted down like two hours, 52 minutes, two hours, 36 minutes, two hours, 15 minutes, all the way to a 10 second countdown. And then I was on FaceTime. I have a 3000 square foot house. My husband's sleeping in the bed. I get out of bed and I walk into my closet of all places. Why didn't I walk downstairs or to my basement or to the many places available in my house? I don't know, probably because it's late at night. And I walk into my closet and I have this, I, I FaceTime her and we do a 10 second countdown and it's her birthday and it's so exciting. And happy birthday, Wendy. And what I, what came up for me, uh, well, for her right before her birthday, she said, what are the things, what are the things I should be thinking about as I leave my forties? And so I Googled, what do you think of, what makes you ready for 50? And I found this 
this she, this page from Google Insider that talked about the things that you get to do before you're 50. So somebody said officially, this is the chart that you get to follow. So I sent it to her and we looked through it. And the thing is, it was really about mentoring. It was really about how we shift from being the star to being the star maker. So once you hit a certain point of success, however you define it, your role is no longer to be the one that is carrying the torch. It looks different. You still carry that torch, but your job is to have others carry the torch. Now you source torch bearers. You no longer have to be the torch. My goal is that people run further than me. It still means I get to run far because the further I go, the more it gives permission for other people in the world to go even further. But guess what? Now other people get to run with me. And it is my job, my role, my responsibility to stand with them and support them in lighting their own fire to hold that torch. I just finished a program this weekend where I said, we graduated a group of master leaders, phenomenal experience, you guys. It was amazing. And one, one lady in particular, I don't know how many times I've said to her over the last nine months, the torch is at your feet. It is agonizing to see that torch, to know that you have the ability to pick it up and run with it, and yet you don't choose it agonizing. And you guys, I went every which way I could think of to get her to pick up that torch. But here's the thing. I can't pick up the torch for her and I can't tape it to her hand and hold it as she runs. I wanted to, but that's not how it works. That's motivation. And guess what? That tape would get wet. That tape would get sweaty. That tape would get loose and it would fall out and the torch would fall to the ground. And what happens if I'm not there to pick it up, light it up and tape it to her hand and give her a pat on the back so she can keep running? What would happen? That torch would be out and I would constantly have to be picking it up and taping it. So that is not the business that I'm in. I am in the business of inspiring so that she will reach down and pick up that torch. And I got to reinvent myself multiple times to figure out how I could inspire her to pick up that torch. And guess what she did? She picked it up and she ran with it. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't because I had the torch. I could care less if I had the torch. It was because I inspired a person to pick up the torch and run with it. And in turn, that person inspired others to pick up the torch and run with it. And now all of a sudden there is light where there was darkness, there is light. And so that is the difference between motivation and inspiration. So here I am at 33 and I win this industry award and I think, crap, as much as this should be great, I should be super excited. I'm not, I'm not because I think I've hit my peak. I'm 33 years old. While most people are just getting started in their career, I've hit my peak. I had served on the national board of the American Advertising Federation with some of the greatest, greatest minds in advertising that work with some of the biggest brands in the world. And I had served on there. In fact, it was a space where I was the youngest board member. The chair of the board came up to me one day. We were at a conference and I had my husband with me and I was pregnant with my second child, but I hadn't told anybody yet. And he says, it's so nice that you could bring your son to the conference. 
and I had a son already and I figured I was going to have another boy, but I didn't know we hadn't figured out the gender yet. And I looked at him and I said, Greg, how'd you know I was pregnant? And the look on his face just dropped. His jaw opened and I could see this embarrassment just, just like come across his face. And I realized he didn't know I was pregnant. That was not what he was talking about. He thought that my husband was my son. And it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the fact that he had older children. That everyone around us had older children. So why wouldn't I be in that space? Maybe I just looked young for my age. But why would there be someone that was 30, I was 30 at the time, on a board with people that are in their 50s and 60s? Some that were, they were at their end of their career or the, late, the middle to late of their career. And here I am, 30 on this board. Hello, this doesn't make sense. So naturally, he assumed that I was of the same age as the people on the board, and that would be my son. So I got to share with him, hey, that's actually my husband, and I'm 30. And he was so embarrassed. He went and called his wife and said, ah, you'll never believe that. And the next day, he comes up to me, and he says, my wife says I should send you flowers. I'm so sorry. And I just, I smiled. And, and receipt, it was really a compliment. There was no ill will there. And, and so I laugh about this. Greg is now in heaven. It, it, we, it was, it's the funniest moment that we shared together. And I, I love that he felt comfortable enough to say that and to honor the space that, he, that, that I could, I was holding the space of where other people hold the space 20, 30 years older than me. That was such a testament to where I was in my career and my life, where I am in my career and my life. And so that's the space of, I, I heard that. I heard that and thought, where do I go from here, right? So, so that's, that, those kinds of things happen. And I'm looking around and seeing that where I play and where the typical age is are very different. So here I am 33 with this industry award thinking, wow, I have, I have tapped out. Like I am the, I have received the star. I had all the credentials, all the certificates, all the awards that I typically would have gotten 20, 30 years from now. So where do I go from here? And I made the decision when I was 33 to shift my mindset. I'd already been a star. I was over being a star. And my goal was to become a star maker. My goal was to become a star maker. And so here I am, I was running my advertising agency at the time, and it took me quite a while to figure out what that actually meant. What that meant, how do you shift from being a star to a star maker? And what it really meant was exactly what this article was sharing about my friend, Wendy, who's turning 50. It was that there's a point in your life where you shift from it being about you to you being in generosity. And when that shift happens, that is a space of mentorship, of abundance, of love, of truly understanding the crux of what life is about in how we give and receive. The space of wisdom comes from that space. And I'm here to tell you that age is irrelevant to that. 
age is irrelevant. You don't have to be 50. You don't have to be 40. You can even go before I was. I was 33 when I had this realization. But guys, guess what? It can happen at any age. And so shifting our mentality from what's in it for me to what's it about for you. Who do I get to inspire? Who do I get to evoke? Where do I get to create? And I've had conversations like this with people that say, but Kathleen, I still get to create an income. I still get to get to figure out uh, what abundance looks like for me. And I'm here to tell you that those things are not one or the other. They go hand in hand because what I'm saying is that truly committing to a life of being the inspiration, being inspiring, lighting up others, being a star maker, that is a life of abundance. That does provide whatever you require. My business, my work, my worth, all of it is about how I inspire others, how I light up a room. I do not get to just sneak into a room and not be seen because that is not who I am. And I'm not talking about physical appearance. I'm talking about my heart gets to shine wherever I get to go. I am like the teddy bear. Sometimes it may appear the teddy bear has shackles on and they will hurt. That may be the case because I get to be the interrupter to whatever is not working, to wherever anyone wants to go. If you come to me with a dream, I'm going to share with you what's in the way. Because if you can't see it, you can't get there. And I love you enough to share that with you. I love you enough to share that with you. And that is how we inspire. We think inspiration is about being kind and loving, and it absolutely is. But it's also about being the interruption. It's also about being willing to not be liked, being willing to be judged, being willing to be yelled at because you desire to see others in their greatness. It's about being willing to let others fail. That is a hard, hard one to figure out. But inspiration is about being willing to let others fail so that they can create what they want, so that they can create what they want. I don't have to create it. I get to inspire others to create it. And it starts with believing them, believing in them and showing them what is possible. Showing them what is possible. All right, guys, we are going to go on a quick break. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. We are here on Inspired Choices Network. And when we get back, as I promised, I will share with you my I Have a Dream version. All right, guys, enjoy this quick break. I will talk to you here in a second. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome 
Back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Riesen. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we've been talking all about the difference between motivation and inspiration, the difference between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is that something that's quick. It's something outside of you or someone outside of you that pokes you and gets you going, but it doesn't last. Motivation isn't something that lasts because it's outside of you, but inspiration is inside of you. When you are inspired, you are lit up to create, you know that it's possible to create whatever it is that you want to create in your business, in your life. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. And so one of the things that I'm committed to sharing with you today is my, I have a dream speech, my version of what Martin Luther King Jr. stood up and said, this is what I see painting that vision. So, you know, when I articulated in the beginning, the first 15 minutes, how Martin Luther King Jr. got his paintbrush out, how he dipped it, mixed it in colors, and he started painting. He started that magnificent speech, which I encourage you to read. He started it out with painting the vision that other people had. And then he showed where the gap was. And then he inspired with hope. He put hope and some possibility in there. And then he moved on to his vision. He got the paintbrush out with all the colors and he inspired with his vision. And when he left, when his, when his mouth closed, when his words ended, they rippled out. And here we are, how many years later? That was in 1963. So how many years later are we still talking? about the impact because he stood up and said so. So today I don't have notes about this, but I'm going to give you my version of that last piece, the I have a dream. So I'm picking up my paintbrush and I'm dipping it in the colors and I am going to speak from the heart. So guys, like this is not, it's something that's been on my mind for, for a long time, but specifically today. Okay. So here I go. I have a dream that every human being, every man, woman, and child knows that they are worthy, knows that they are worth it just because they breathe. They don't have to ask for permission. They are permission. I have a dream that every man, woman, and child knows exactly what they were destined to create. And they have people around them that support them and cheer them on. And when they stray from that vision, those people hold them high. They support them and they know what their vision is. So they guide them back on track. They support them in seeing what it is. They, they paint it for them and they say, you can do that. And when every man, woman, and child falls asleep at night, they hear the cheers of the community around them. They know that people love them so deeply and that money is just a mere reflection of an exchange. There there is no amount of money that makes them successful or not. There is no house or car or certain brand of clothes or shoes that define whether they are good or not. There is no amount of friends or a number of connections on LinkedIn or Facebook that define whether they are on the right track or not. Skills are something that we've grasped to in my vision, in my dream. 
people have skills because they were born with them and they honed them and they went wherever they got to go to reinvent themselves, to understand what it was that they got to create and they stand for other people. We are born, in my dream, we are born to be star makers. We are born to be star makers. We already know we're a star just because we showed up. We are a star because of who we are. And so we spend our lives committed to how we get to create star makers, how we get to see the beauty in other people. I have a dream that every man, woman, and child knows who they are and what they get to create. And that we aren't in competition with each other because we celebrate each other. That our boundaries as a nation and as a, as a country, as a world, are really just lines. They don't mean anything because we are one. The color of our skin, the hair, whether we're bald or have long hair, our gender, none of that stuff matters because at our heart, we all have a heart. And that is what defines us. It's not because of who we be, it's because of what we see. I have a dream that every man, woman, and child is held high. That joy exists because we exist. That we live in a world with ease. It doesn't have to be easy and it may not be easy, but it does get to be with ease. I have a dream that we celebrate death and the dying process, just as we celebrate the birth process. I have a dream that we hold the hands and we don't shy away from those that are moving on. We hold them and celebrate them while they're still living. That we come together as a community and embrace the fact that they're here, that they lived. And I have a dream that when we are alive, that we truly live that we don't hide, that we be seen for our gifts, for who we are, because we are worthy. I have a dream and I invite you into my dream. I invite you into my vision. I invite you to create the dream for your world. I invite you to get the paintbrush, grab the paint colors and put it on the mural using your voice to get it out into the world. That is my dream. So those words, I didn't, I didn't put them on a piece of paper ahead of time. I didn't read from a script. When I was reading Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, I was reading them, physically reading them. Those were not my words. Those were his, his words. But I'll tell you what, they inspired me to create my own version of that. And what you just heard was truly my version from my heart. And the only thing stopping that from becoming a reality is how far I'm willing to go, how far I am willing to go, how many people I'm willing to, to, to surrender to so that we can come together and create that vision. The only thing stopping that is when I tell myself that I can't. Those are all my limiting beliefs. They're all the things that could potentially stop that vision from being a possibility. So as long as I'm willing to believe, as long as I'm willing to go as far as I can, that dream gets to become a reality. And that's exactly what happened when Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks and that we can go through Gandhi and Nelson Mandela, all these people 
who stood up and said, this is what I dream. And you guys, there, there were so many people that said, you're crazy. You're crazy. That world doesn't exist. And yet they said it was going to. So dreaming before it became a reality and dreaming it into existence and living as if it was how the world is. So coming from a place of vision, that's what that means. I paint the picture. I get my, my watercolors out and I paint the picture of what it could look like. And then I say, I get that that may not be how today is, but I'm going to live like it is. And I am going to be the one that is enough, that is abundant, that is giving, that is a star maker, that is loving. I'm the one that's going to see the possibility in someone else. I read this article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, and it talked about how managers are no longer in the space of understanding a technical skill. What we're teaching them instead is how to coach, how to be a coach. And really, guys, that's the difference between coaching and consulting. In a consulting space, I'm going to say, I have the answer, and for a certain amount of money, I'll give it to you. And that's how a lot of management's done. I have the answer because I'm the manager. I have the answer and I'll give it to you. But that's not how we evoke and inspire others. Unless you want to be there every minute of the day for that person, whenever they need the next answer, is not going to work. And that's what we're seeing is it, it, it isn't working, especially in a virtual environment where we're seeing distance between managers and employees because the managers can't be there every single moment. They can't be there to pick up the torch and tape it onto their hand and run with it. That's not a possibility in that kind of world. They'd be on the phone all the time, lighting them up. So we get to use other tricks. We get to use other tools and inspiration. The difference between motivation and inspiration, when we inspire, we go the long way. We evoke something in someone else. We paint the vision of what's possible. And that is the world of coaching. It's saying, I see you, I hold you high, I see what's possible for you, and I'm not going to get off it. I'm not going to get off it. When I meet new people, when I begin in a coaching environment, whether it's paid or not paid or whatever that looks like, mentoring, any of that, I say, what do you want me to say to you when you want to quit? What do you want me to say to you when you want to quit? And here's what happens. The person in front of me says, oh, I'm not going to quit. I'm not, not me. I know that's everybody else, but that's not me. And I say, you're in front of me because the goal, the vision that you have is so big that you have asked me to hold you there. And if you don't want to quit every single day, you're not playing big enough. If you don't want to quit every single day, you're not playing big enough. So guess what? What do you want me to say to you when you want to quit. And I can tell you the moment, because it happens in every relationship, coaching relationship, work relationship, all of them, where we come to that moment, and it's not my words that are coming back at them, it's their words. Maybe it's a video that they've recorded. It's their words. And they're telling, they've told me, what do I want to hear when I want to quit? And those, that's the piece when we can get, like all of this is emotional intelligence, guys. Like what we're talking about right now, how we inspire and evoke in someone to step into their greatness. If we talk about managing or leadership in companies or in life, it's all the same thing. 
There is no difference. It's about how we evoke the greatness in others is about seeing their vision. We got to get out of our own way because here's a newsflash that took me a little bit to figure out, like, it is not about me. This is not about me. In my vision that I painted, there was not one mention of what life looks like for Kathleen Reeson because it's not about that. But guess what? I am a citizen of the world, which means that I am included in every man, woman, and child. My husband is included in that. My kids are included in that. My father's included in that. My in-laws are included in that. My sisters, my nieces, my, my nephews. I don't have nieces. I want nieces. My nephews, my, you know, all these people, my friends, the people that I love and care about, they're included in that because they are citizens of the world. They are citizens of the world. So guess what? Having that vision, I don't have to say, this is what I want for Kathleen Reeson. There is no reason that I have to self-identify because that's what we're creating. And when I hold that vision and I align myself with other people that want to hold that vision, then all the stuff that gets in the way, I get to be an interruption to that. And I said earlier to you in this, seg in this segment, this radio show, I said that love can look a lot of different ways. I am a teddy bear that sometimes looks like I have shackles on or those little spikes. Because guess what? Loving someone may look mean, but it's not mean. It may mean interrupting their stories. It may mean being the person that loves them enough to call forward what's not working because you care enough that they are going to reach what they said they were going to reach and you're not going to accept mediocrity. That is love. That is love. Okay, guys, we are going to go on a quick break. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And we've been talking all about the difference between motivation and inspiration and how to light your own fire. So stay tuned. We're going to wrap it all up when we get back from this break. Enjoy. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And we have been talking all about motivation versus inspiration. And what's the distinction of each one? Why would you want to inspire versus motivate? And we talked in the beginning about motivation being that temporary space. So it's the torch, the light is at the bottom, like getting them, getting someone to, to move or even moving myself. It's the constant cattle prod. It's a constant cattle prod. And guess what? 
we, if we want to really create change in this world, if we really want to create change in our businesses or our lives, we are not going to get there by constantly having a cattle prod poked into us or be holding the cattle prod for somebody else. Where we get to be, what we get to create is to inspire in others, evoke in others. Okay, that means that, means that we are evoking their vision. We get to understand what it is that they really deep down want to create. And that comes from such an authentic space and understanding what it, what it is that they want to see in the world. And people will tell you, I just don't have a vision. And, and here's the, here's the deal. Don't believe it. And don't say that yourself because that is not true. I write in my book, Join Uncertainty. I think it's like page three. I've read it on this show. And it says in there, we have exactly what we require, exactly what we require. You have it all. We often have it hidden under layers and layers of stuff. But when you get down to it, to the crux, we have everything that we require. Your vision lives inside you. What you want to see for the world is inside of you. And if you went and asked five people close to you what it is, they'd be able to tell you what it is. But we just don't ask because they see it. It's the thing that you're passionate about. It's what you're talking about all the time. There's a through line in your life. And oftentimes we can't see it for ourselves because guess what? Our glasses are pointed outwards, not inwards. We look out, not in. And when we look in, we don't, we don't see it. We put it through a filter to say what's not working. And that's what we see. So go to the people that love you. Ask them and they'll be able to tell you. But we don't get to get hung up on what our vision is because we know it. As I sat today on this in the last segment and I shared what my dream is, I didn't have that written down. It just came out of me. And when we are connected with who we are and what we want to create in this world, it will just flow out of you. You can't stop that. It just comes out from the cleanest place. So when we get to that spot, that's when we can inspire. We pick up the paintbrush, we dip it in the colors that we want and we paint it on the mural so that others can see it. Because when others can see it, then they can be a part of it. Then they can be a part of it. But when we sit back and we say, why can't others see my vision? Why don't they understand it? It's because they can't see it. So pick up the paintbrush, dip it in the paints and put it on the mural so they can see it. Use the words so they can understand and be an un undying commitment to figure out the words that will land with your audience so that they can understand what it is. If you are in a company and you have a vision for where you get to go and you're saying, I don't understand why they're not a part of the vision. I don't understand why they don't believe in it. I don't understand why they can't see it. I'm here to tell you, it's not about them. There's nothing wrong with them. It's about how you're landing the message. It's about how you're picking up the paintbrush, what paints you're choosing to use and how you're putting it up on the mural. Because until it's up there, until they can see the beautiful picture that you've drawn, they just can't grasp it. And so that is the step. Pick up the paintbrush, put it in the paints and put it up on the mural and then look at the results. Because when people can see where we're going, then they can hop on board to go there. But if they can't see it, they can't get on board. And then you're left to motivate. You're left to say, come on, let's go. This is where we're going. But they forget. 
but when they're inspired, when they can see every day, this is where we're headed. This is the impact we are committed to creating. This is why I show up every single day. This is why I get out of bed. This is why I share with my friends and family where I come to work every day. This is what I'm passionate about. When you've evoked that in the people around you, in your employees, guess what happens to your business? Whatever you want. You want to go to a million dollars, $5 million, $10 million, a billion dollars, whatever company you want to create. I work with companies every single day that are huge. And I work with tiny ones. And guess what? The ones that succeed, the leaders that thrive, the ones that inspire, those are the ones that are picking up the paintbrush. They are picking out the paints and they're painting on the mural. And then they're going back and saying, hmm, what would it look like if a little red was applied? What would it look like if purple was on there? What would it look like if green was on there? This person here, I don't think they quite get the vision. It's not about them. What if I use some orange and put it up there? Do they get it now? What about yellow? What about blue? What about magenta? What about green? What about lime green? Huh, maybe it's the mustard color. Hmm, that's not quite working. Maybe it's the off-white. It's the people that don't give up. And they say, it's not about them. It's not because they don't understand it. It's because I have yet to figure out how to land my message in a way that that person will hear it. If Martin Luther King Jr. stopped because not everybody agreed with him, he wouldn't have created the ripple that he created today. It wouldn't be 2021 and we're still sitting here talking about the speech that he gave in 1963. It wouldn't have happened. But you know what? You know how many lines? There's a reason that speech is five pages long. It's because he put in a lot of different words to say the exact same thing. I dream of a world where everyone comes together in unity. He could have just said those words and it would have meant the exact same thing. But yet he got to paint the picture. He got to share where the vision came from. He got to share what was possible. He got to show the gap. He got to paint what it was for him, for his vision. And he got to invite people along. So what can you learn from that? What can you learn from that? There is a value in inspiration. There is a value in inspiration. And so we get to be the inspiration when we are lit up, when we are authentically connected to what we get to create in this world. When we are an undying stand for the words that go into that mural, when we are the ones that are willing to pick up the paintbrush and we are willing to paint that mural into something so beautiful that people can't help but look. That's when we inspire and that's when our visions come to life. You guys, I'm so excited and thankful that you joined me today on Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. You have a wonderful Monday. Enjoy this day and celebrate with me in all that we can create and all that's possible. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reason will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReason.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.